Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, please fasten your safety belts. We're about to take off. But first, welcome on board. I'm Michael, and I'm the pilot for your tour. It's time to open up your minds, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, it's the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus, and I've got three ramblers with me. That means that four of us are here, because three's company and four's a ramble, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, good maths. Uh, Luke, you're also right. here, and yeah, Pete Donaldson is back from his holidays. Yes, I am. Hello, everyone. I do hope you're all keeping well. Pleasure to have you here, Pete. How was your time away? It was fun. Uh, a monkey stole a banana off me and scratched my hand, so I'm worried that I might have rabies. But, uh, yeah, every cloud and all that. And he went to Butlins. Whee! I uh, listened to your um, terrific uh, profile from last week. Oh, yes. Keegan? No, it was, yeah. uh, <laughs> it was Keegan. It may as well have been. Way, yeah. <laughs> I, was watch- I was watching the film uh, The Liam Neeson Vehicle Taken on the plane, oh, yeah. and I had the sound off, and I was listening to uh, the football ramble, and uh, oh, I was furious. What? And I yeah. pledged that I would find you, and I would kill you. <laughs> In a lay by? Yeah. You thought, next recording, they'll be yeah. there. I love the idea of you watching Taken on the plane someone walking past and seeing you being really angry not listening realising you're listening to the ramble yeah. and thinking does this guy know this isn't real yeah. <laughs> or is it the story of his life yeah. based on him does he know Liam Neeson's family hasn't really been taken from him mm. at, <laughs> at time of recording yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had you had trouble um, with, with your jobbies didn't you Oh uh, yeah, I did yeah. I you did, didn't I, do any. I didn't poo for a while until no. I got to Kuala Lumpur and then gave the, their sewage system. The Let them have it, didn't you? Yeah. I yeah. thought about it's good that you did your bit of a comic relief. Though, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> when I when you said that, I instinctively thought, do the listeners need to know about that? And then I thought again, yes, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. yeah they do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't good. just throw away these things. No. They're always asking, aren't they? Yeah, they Twitter are. And yeah. emails and stuff. That was Pete's bum. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Anyway, with with Pete, do you want to thank them for all their letters about your bum? With Pete's tunnel in mind, let's go straight to the opening question. Tesserai fans were found trying to burrow their way into Schalke Stadium uh, the other week for their team's Champions League match with the German side. Uh, if you had to dig your way into a stadium, uh, which one would you choose and who, if needs be, would you get to help you, Jim? Well, firstly, this story is incredible. I, yes. we, I don't think we can just brush over that. Like <laughs> What's that? the difference between burrowing and digging? Because a burrowing is like what, what, what like a rodent does. What were they doing differently? Was it because they were using their hands? Yeah, well, yeah, apparently the, the ground was like frozen solid, mm. wasn't it? But obviously they made enough of a dent in it that people knew what they were attempting to do. Yeah, that's right. It's quite what, something. At what point does one of them go, I'm not into this? This <laughs> is taking ages. No, I, think silly. No, I think they were that dedicated they knew it was going to be an historical night. Um, mm. uh, which, which, I don't know if it was historical, but it was certainly uh, worth worthwhile. Or even historic. For the, for the worth a wee dig. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, a dig. Uh, uh, <laughs> a literal dig. Yeah, um, uh, it, it was because that uh, tickets were going for a grand, I think, or something like that, on the black market, and the Galatasaray end was full. Mm. Maybe Schalke themselves had set the challenge. 
like if you can get in without a ticket you can stay in yeah, right. so yeah. just be got, creative and you've got an hour yeah <laughs> and you've just your bare hands yeah. right because mm. I mean presumably uh, you'd have to come up through the pitch because everywhere else is cement and it just wouldn't make any sense otherwise would it so like that's a hell of a dig it's almost it? like what it's a terrible idea during the game and like stop a goal <laughs> for Galatasaray <laughs> then, that'd be amazing yeah true um, Jim your answer uh, yeah so um Get comfortable because this is convoluted. Okay, much like the question. Yes. Yeah, it uh, needs to be really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, now Arsenal are clearly going to need a little bit of help finishing above Spurs this season. That is normally provided by Spurs themselves, but they don't seem to be playing along this time. <laughs> so what I would do is I would dig into um, White Hart Lane mm. with Pele and John Walk. Obviously, they've got experience of oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our as well, but I wouldn't tell him what I was doing. Yeah. Pele's um, old though, man. Come on. Yeah, I know, but he's, he's Pele, isn't he? He no, can be lookout. I'll talk to. He'll keep me motivated while yeah. I'm digging. I'll have loads of stuff to talk to him about. Yeah. Um, and then what I would do <laughs> with your stamina, it'll get done. John Walk kicking off. Can you stop talking, you two? <laughs> <laughs> Got work to do here. Get to work. Yeah, actually, Walk would be the best digger. Yeah, yeah, he would. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so what I do is I go under the pitch and I would just like go just underneath it and I would plant loads and loads of um, Venus flytraps. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. the players came out onto the pitch, their ankles would all get bitten and Spurs would get banned for having a silly pitch, which is in the rules. Um, oh, okay. Right. Of the An FA have put out if you want to look into it. It's quite a big. Documents, I wouldn't bother, but it's definitely there. Yeah. Um, so that's what Silly I would do. Pitch. Venus flytraps. Venus flytraps. Oh, yeah. That's a terrifying <laughs> idea. <laughs> you'd have to. You'd have to tramp. You'd have to tr- time the growth quite well. Yeah. Well, yeah, he would. He would. Hmm. Yeah. How would the Venus flytraps know what it was? But what would? So would it eat the pitch or eat the? It would bite the players. Right. Yeah. I presume that's how it works. Mm. Well, I'm not a botanist, Pete. Well, well, the meat has to get into the. Plant, well, plenty of meat. What? There'd be plenty of meat. <laughs> Leather used to be meat, Pete, in a way. I don't think okay. you need to worry about it. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's like Super Mario or It's something. flawed, Pete, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. Pete, what, what, who and why are you going for? Um, I'd go for... God, Jim's suggestion has completely blanked my mind. Um, if it could get any more blank, it usually is. Michael Jackson's statue would help me... <laughs> Because he wrote the Earth song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Burrow up to. Burrow through the Fulham turf. Yeah. And basically, I'd, I'd drill from from the riverbed yeah. into. And then I would basically float up. <laughs> me and Michael Jackson. <laughs> love that. Love that. Wow. It would be a lovely, it would be a lovely thing. You would get the pencils, uh, lap of honour. Well, it wouldn't Or be anything right. else he's done. Easy, go, easy. I thought you were going to go down the route of the Yuri Geller spoon bending to use the digging tool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Wait, how would the statue float up? Well, because well, of the water. Oh, the water, of course, water yeah. Sorry, through. sorry. That's why I was burrowing in from the Forgive river. Forgive me for not thinking that you'd already thought of all this. Yeah. yeah. Buoyancy. Mm. Where would you go on the statue? What? Would you, like, just go It'd out go to up sea? before me. Yeah. And, I, and then I'd go, ah, guys, it was me. Yeah. Mm. Now can you rescue me? <laughs> <laughs> to whichever we go. Now help because this myself. is heavy. <laughs> Who, who's that? <laughs> you thought it was Michael Jackson's statue. God Hi everyone, man. it's me, Arrogant. <laughs> no one knows who you are. <laughs> you can do it's, it live for absolute. Yeah, it's me. It's me, not the king of pop. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Mm. Uh, your question said, would, "Who would you choose to, <laughs> to go with you if you if you needed to, to have someone to go with you?" And I think I definitely would choose someone because I'm not doing it on my own. Yeah, it'd be, be rubbish. So I would choose ex Newcastle defender currently plying his trade at left back for Ashington, mm-hmm. Phil Cave, <laughs> and I'd probably borrow into the Drillennium Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh look at me like that, Campbell. I heard you one earlier. that one out <laughs> yeah. I love that it's probably. Oh, yeah. 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 made a final decision. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably um, the Drill- Drillennium Stadium. That's not a stadium, so I can't take that as an answer. What's your proper answer? That is a stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I once about? saw a promotional photo shoot with um, the Amiobis uh, on yeah. Diggers. 
There you go. So, well, be good so they're not you, so they're not yeah, yeah. Jesse B. And if that isn't a signal for you to give your answer, I don't know what <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'd choose a former Brazil international, Danielson, because he played a little bit in Vietnam, and of course Vietnamese are very well known for their tunnelling, um, mm. so, so he'd help me. Which stadium? I, I wouldn't be too fussed, to be honest. Um, uh, well, you're I, not getting the points then, I, I, I quite like the look of the Allianz Arena, never been there, so I'd probably choose that one. Um, <laughs> okay. Pete's got the points. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson statue. So, so, just, to, just to recap, yeah. you're, you're going to burrow into the Allianz Arena in Germany with yeah. someone who once played in Vietnam. Why are you not using a Vietnamese person? Uh, well, oh, if you're in Germany, get those two Galatasaray yeah, They're still there. They're the only ones that will yeah. do this, really. Yeah, they, they've got experience. <laughs> the points have gone. <laughs> okay, you fine. You can't bring your answers um, back. Which, b- which footballers have been in prison? They've probably thought I'd turn them out, haven't mm. they? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we talk about something other than this? Uh, Premier League <laughs> seems to be a good place to go. Um, Wigan to Newcastle United. One, McManaman's attacker will not be punished by the FA. Staggering. Absolutely staggering. Which tackle was it? If only he could stagger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's on the floor. It was bad enough that the referee didn't see it, but in hindsight they think, no, no, he clearly went for the ball and got it. Does anyone know what the thinking behind that is, though? Because it's It's, clearly a linesman. The linesman saw it. Oh, that's right. But did not see enough of it. So it's like. It's because the linesman saw it. Because the linesman saw it, but surely. But because the referee didn't see it. But it still went unpunished. It's not like they, no, they had to rescind the yellow card or the, rules, the red card. The rules are ridiculous, but essentially what they're saying is the, the assistant referee saw it and didn't deem it worthy of further ascension, yeah. so didn't include it in his report or flag for the referee. Mm. That's, that's why they can't act on it. It's mental. But no, but he did must have put it in the report to, to mean that, you know... No, but sorry, I meant the assistant referee didn't flag to right, the referee. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Because the referee had a player running in front of him, didn't he, at the time? But how is... Te- like, the testimony from that linesman's mouth is surely, I saw two players do a thing... That's now yeah. that's the, that, that's his yeah. testimony. So it's like, well, you yeah. either saw something or you yeah. didn't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. The assistant no, no, no. referee was like, the thing is, there's so many players. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to know sometimes. <laughs> if each had their own kit, it'd yeah. be easy to identify. <laughs> and like loads of them, maybe they'll the do clothes that in the future. Yeah. There's a lovely rumor floating around on uh, Twitter that um, Halsey's going to be um, refereeing the derby. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Newcastle Sunday derby. John Carver took it well. Yeah, yeah. Our league captain will be delighted about that. But I, d- I don't know. I was more annoyed about the handball, to be honest, because that was just so. That was blatant. I hate playing. I hate when you can't play Wigan. We always, someone always goes fucking. Rough. It wasn't. It wasn't a great weekend for officialdom. I didn't think. <laughs> Did you think it was a sending off, Peter? <laughs> what? I'd, I'd go a yes, Marcus. McManaman's yeah. got to get a three-game ban for that. It's a straight yeah, no. It's a three-game ban. At least yeah. it's a shame as well because McManaman's very clearly a very talented player, and he's been you know he's put into my catching performances lately. It's a shame that this is going to overshadow that. Well, yeah. yeah, but he, he did it. He did it before against um, Man City. I can't remember which player who did it, but apparently there's a couple of matches. Sort of come out that he, he did it um, in a reserve match against Man really? City and, and, and Brock's of his tendons to bits. Re- Roberto Martinez said in the post match uh, interview, You know, it was his first start. <laughs> well, so you should know the rules before you play. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it doesn't make, doesn't make any difference. Fucking weird. We wound Jesus. him up too much. And, and Dave Whelan went mad as well. Dave Whelan is mad. Yeah, no, is Dave Whelan remained mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. no, Dave, Dave Whelan just acted normally for him. Da- Dave Whelan, whose career was ended in the 1960 Cup final by a terrible challenge, yeah. saw nothing wrong with that. But but yeah. that's, the, that's the thing, that whole, that, that whole thing. There's, there's like two or three different accounts where he goes back at himself and says the player would have been, um, you know, banned for three matches or wouldn't have been banned for three matches. He's mad. He doesn't know where he is. No, you need to sidetrack him with talk of a foreign manager managing England. He not like that. Mm. <laughs> God, he was just going mad about Capello and uh, Sven, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Whelan. Beside himself. Bloody Whelan. It, it was a shame, wasn't it? Because 
Um, overshadowed, not a bad game. Newcastle bloody loved it when they equalised. That was um, particularly passionate. Great goal, celebration. great fin, yeah. but probably because of the circumstances. It was, it's nice to see Santon get a bit of an advanced sort of um, yeah. goal. This, this, That's this his first goal. Is it? it is his first. Yeah, goal, that, think, this yeah. calls for like Santon to get um, a little bit further up the field and, and play him as a bit of a winger and put Jonas at left back. Which you know I don't see anything wrong. It's a great bit. Of, Actually, um, that really great makes sense in terms of the graph they both put in. Well, Maradona played him. At, well, I was for Argentina which, at left back. Quite with, who who, who got, did? Yeah. Maradona. <laughs> A man like him, yeah, you've got to listen, haven't you? That's because he basically got up at midday and went, Oh, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, it was that guy with a ponytail, yeah. Spider Man, just pick him out of a hat, yeah. <laughs> Anyone want to play in defense this week? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we, we have one? Should we bother? <laughs> yeah. Can we have a back two? Well, Diego, maybe <laughs> double that. Um, uh, ooh, uh, right, uh, Chelsea beat West Ham uh, 2 0. Uh, Lampard scored his 200th goal for Chelsea mm. absolutely bloody ridiculous in yeah. front of the West Ham fans which must have been absolutely delightful yeah. <laughs> who, were si- who were basically um, sidetracked by throwing coins at John Terry right yeah I think so which I saw as a, a donation to the Terry family so that his mum doesn't have to carry on nicking stuff <laughs> <laughs> Luke Moore. Yeah, well, if it's going to Terry, it's never going to reach her, is it? Because evidently, you know, well, she wouldn't be doing that in the first place no, if he true. gave her money. So cry for help, Jim. Yeah. At Lukey Moore. Yeah. <laughs> is what I say to that. <laughs> yeah, Lamp scored his 200th goal for Chelsea. Um, Azar scored a beauty. Mm, he was magnificent. I love the commentary. Game. Football at its very best. Who said <laughs> that? I can't remember who it was. And I was like, all right. And then I looked back at the car and thought, actually, you've got a point there. No, it was, it, it was exceptional. But sometimes you get the impression that Sky commentators are trying to sort of get themselves their sound bite they'll be remembered by yeah. true yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not sure it's only a matter of time before a player scores a guy like that and one of the Sky commentators just goes up yours Bundesliga <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's a lovely one a few weeks ago and when, this is why you pay for this yeah. <laughs> there's a lovely one a couple of weeks ago when um, Sammy Albiol's got that pretty decent goal your from, money from, well from, spent from <laughs> um, he got his premiership quality Sammy Albiol yeah yeah <laughs> the fact he's there implies not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a great goal from Azar, who's yeah. um, who's just a lovely little player. Yeah, I mean, it's th- th- with Mata and uh, Oscar as well, just flitting about mm. um, in that midfield area. They're just, oh, they're just Chelsea. They've got the potential to be so so good. Right when those three players are on song, it just it's Chelsea joy to watch. Arguably got the. Well, I was about to say the best squad in the league, but Man City might. But. Uh, uh, they, they, they should be doing a lot better even with even with the interim manager well, it's the, the turmoil at the club that undermines the, the yeah, team yeah, itself they have picked up Again. a bit I mean they've won like three of the last four games haven't they so they're doing, they're doing a lot better they should secure third really yeah I mean Spurs have obviously lost three games in the row if you include the UEFA Cup the Europa League game so mm. they're sort of which you do suffering a bit it is a game yeah you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah. elsewhere in London there was a, a match between Tottenham and Fulham and the Burb and Martin Yon Old stomping ground. Hey? Yeah. yeah. Martin Long. Yeah. yeah. Got the last Martin, laugh. Martin didn't he? Cornelis. Well, I said the Yo. last laugh, they might yeah. play each other again. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was a great win for Fulham. And Spurs, are they going to balls it up? Are they going to Spurs it up? Who yeah. knows? Um, I don't They'll know. Get Salmonella at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't think I'd, I don't think I'd rely on Arsenal to finish above them, even if they do at the moment. Do that's a difficult one. But yeah, it's, it is odd, isn't it? Well, yeah. got the next game's away to away at Swansea, which I mean, the Swansea haven't yeah. got much to play for. Though, so you get the impression Swansea season's pretty much yeah, done. Yeah, switched off a little bit. They yeah. have got some tough games coming up, though. You yeah. do get that point in the season where, like, a lot of the players are going right. If we get a few more places up the up the league, if you sort of mid table, mm. you've already you know you've already bagged what you're going to get and stuff. Swansea are so like, mid table, you, but you sort of think, but you sort of thinking, if we, if we go a little bit higher, there'll be more money for the club, that and was... they'll probably buy players to replace me. So <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, yeah. try that. Yeah. That was a needed win for Fulham because mm. they're not that far off. Well. 
obviously a bit more distance now. They're nine points off it now, but it's quite close to that. I'll tell yeah, you yeah, what, yeah. though. Fulham have uh, exercised their um, one-year extension for Yol as well. He's, have. Just got a, he's got a year's extension. I, I did quite like it. Berbatov did that thing where he, did, uh, he didn't... He wasn't apologetic, but he didn't really celebrate against his, mm. his old side, whereas Yol, arms in the air yeah. Yeah. the final. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Think, uh, another point about Spurs as well is obviously <laughs> they did have that very tough game against Inter. Uh, in Europa League which went to extra time so obviously he's going to take it out of the players and there is an international break now so there's a sort of bit of a rest for some players the uh, problem is that, you know it couldn't come at a better time they've got no cover going forward have they they've yeah. got, they're very short going forward and what, what's happened is some, some Spurs fan I forget it was was saying to me that Levy's essentially gambled on Vias Boas being a better manager than Harry Redknapp and saying that yeah. if he can do this without buying all these players in January you know the players that Vias Boas identified mm. going forward then they'll be in a better position but I mean it's a hell of a gamble because they've got no cover Adebayor's not playing very well yeah. which leaves them with Defoe and that's pretty yeah, much yeah. it you know it's difficult Bale's having to do so much yeah absolutely but he's doing it so mm. that's right um, uh, talking to Redknapp his uh, QBR side lost 3-2 Aston Villa great win for Villa they're three points above the drop mm, zone that's, now. that's a massive damning blow for QBR it really is seven points from safety yeah, well, when when Redknapp took over, there were six points from safety. Yeah. Now he spent all that money, and there's seven points from safety. You love a stat. It's not great. It's um, not great for him. Almost keeping parity, though. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if you can hear right. it, but Luke Moore is smiling. No, yeah. <laughs> I, no I, I don't want to see QPR go to the wall. No. Yeah, you know, I, I, I like QPR as a club. I just think it's it's a bit of a shame. It's strange circumstances, really. Well, it's yeah, it's, it's uh, it was a great win for Southampton as well against Liverpool, four points above. Um, relegation. Wigan do have a game in hand, but you look at QPR and Reading. It's, it's at this time, isn't it, where they they, yeah. they begins to a little bit of distance um, from safety. And I mean, Aston Villa. Mm. Like, can you imagine if they go down? Well, I, I, think, don't, I, I think, don't think they will. I think Sunderland have got a chance of going down. Well, they do, yeah. They're in free fall, and they've got Chelsea and Man United in the next two games. <laughs> but I know said that they could be a top six club if they had better players. Yeah. Like, you, you can say that about anyone. anyone. If yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really if could, me auntie had a penis, etc., etc. Sunderland are four points off. They've won like two of the last ten games, and they've got Chelsea and United next. I mean, uh, when those I mean, two look, games look are awful done, at times. Yeah, they're against ten men Norwich. Ten men Norwich for sixty minutes. They yeah. couldn't. They couldn't do anything. Yeah. There was only massive refereeing decision which got them anything out of the game. Apparently, Simon Minnelow was absolutely furious at the end, and he was. You know, he yeah. wasn't great for the goal. Uh, himself, but there's talk that he'll be off, and it's it's just it's a very bare squad, isn't it? It's, it's mm. like Sessegnon hasn't really performed that well this season, from what I've seen of him at least. I mean, Adam Johnson um, looks overrated, sort of, isn't he? He's just I overrated. Know, he, he seems to have been one of their players that's doing something. Maybe some Sunderland fans will correct me on that, but yeah, it's just too much burden of responsibility seems to be on Stephen Fletcher. And bringing, yeah, in, yeah. bringing in Daddy Graham as a stranger because he's a very similar player to what they've already got. And he hasn't scored a goal for him. Yeah. And Fletcher's got about three goals since December or something. Mm. Yeah, they're not scoring anywhere near enough goals. I smell a 5 1. Yeah. Mm. You'll be loving it, Pete. <laughs> um, uh, at Pete Donaldson. We, <laughs> I mentioned Swansea losing to Arsenal 2 0. I was there. I was, I was at the Swans ground. Lovely little place. Mm. Uh, very Meet friendly Cyril? bunch. No, I didn't meet the Swan himself. He wouldn't have been a friendly bunch. What did you think of Arsenal's performance, Jim? Uh, it was just good to win. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> really, really. I mean, they did control that. the game. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot better. I mean, it's two clean sheets uh, in in you know in two games, which is obviously great. And it, interesting that goals came from Monreal and Javinho, who badly, badly needed. Yeah. He's a real confidence and it was player, a one-on-one Javinho score. Yeah, he did well. He finished it well. Yeah. And you know, as you say, it was important to control the game and just you know put in a sort of solid performance and not make sloppy mistakes. I mean, that, that's. Basically, a lot of Arsenal's failings have been just self-inflicted, stupid, simple mistakes, and cut that out. And you know, there's a routine win. That's that's what you'd need to but build your season on. You know, but do you not think that you get the impression? I'm not taking anything away from Arsenal because it was a good win, but 
you get the impression that when it starts getting pressure again, they'll just buckle. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Buckle. And the problem is when you get when Arsenal get a win like this, there seems to be this attitude. Oh, it's all all right again now, and yeah. then they sort of you, you, almost loosen up a bit too much, and the mistakes creep back in. But mm. we'll see. What about the Bayern Munich games? <laughs> well, yeah. I, th- I think you judge Arsenal basically. They play United at the end of April, and if they need to win that, yeah. And United have already won the title. And if Arsenal need to win that. Um, to get in the top four, I mean, yeah. do you, would you trust them? Yeah, you know, I'm not saying you wouldn't, but I'm just asking: Would you actually trust them to do that? Uh, I, well, if United have won the title, I don't know. Maybe uh, that's true. Mm. What about Bayern Munich, Jim? Yeah, I, again, with that, like that, you know, if if Arsenal had still been in the game, I can't see it going that same way. Bayern just set up to maybe not, you know, it's a strange just performance. Not make it it, yeah, it was. It was yeah. just basically. And, and, and Arsenal seemed to be a bit scared to go all out as well because they, mm. they seemed to be. They, they did try, obviously, and they and they won the game. Mm. But they would, there was something stopping them going all out. They were just yeah. like, you know, if we concede now, we're fucked. Mm. And so they didn't quite go 100% attack, which is weird. So it became quite a strange game. Especially after scoring so early. Yeah. When you think, oh, it's on now, confidence, yeah. get going. Yeah. Perhaps they had a game plan, and it was mm. always the plan to go one up early on and then just, you know, really go for it in the second half. But mm. Still, a lot, too of, late. a lot of pride restored there. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. But, you know, no, no English teams in the, in the quarterfinals. No. Yeah. Never mind. We, is that refreshing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, least on, at, least, at least on national teams doing well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's some great ties though. Yeah, there really is. There really. Is. Uh, but there was a great tie down in the championship, the derby. Brighton three, Crystal Palace nil. Mm. Smashed them. It mm. really is quite a big derby that. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Brighton are a point below the playoffs. Um, and then Hull City lost two one at home to Forest. So Cardiff's away when it shifted Wednesday means they're now seven points clear of the game. And surely. Yeah, surely. Yeah. There's a lot of talk uh, linking Gus Poirier to the Reading job. Today. Yeah, there has been. Well, it's a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit strange. Was a, was a name that was was mentioned as well. But, but I mean, re- we were all agreed that Reading are going to get relegated. Yeah. So why would Gus Poirier go there? Brighton mm. are like an upwardly mobile team. Yeah, He's been there for a while. It's a strange one. Mm. What about Barnsley beating Watford one nil? Um, it's funny about Watford. I was looking at their results over the season. Obviously, they've got everybody in on loan yeah. um, they started off quite poorly but um, okay with regards uh, with exception to that result there they've, they've been fantastic mm. it, you know since mm. Vidra has been just yeah dual. October November time but, but, I mean, but if it, they get promoted what players are going to well, get exactly, it's going to be yeah. an odd one isn't it they've, they've got so many people in on loan um, and they've got around that because uh, bringing in someone uh, on loan from abroad is like a transfer so they can have more than their, their, their quotes. You can only have a certain amount of um, people on loan within your country, or yeah. from your country. Mm. They tried to sign Vidra, didn't they, permanently? But I, think, mm. I don't think Udinese would But it would be a case of, if they got promoted, they'll have to get a whole new team, pretty much. Yeah. But the well, we've seen that happen so many times anyway. Yeah, the money yeah, no, Not to that degree, though. Well, I don't know. Like, yeah, not, not to the degree. Plus, we are when they came up. But I suppose the flip side of that, though, is that if, if they get, become a Premier League team, maybe some of those players would want to sign for them. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If they settled there and they are always better off in the Premier League. Much more, much more, yeah. Much more. Let's go to League One. We're going to talk about Blackburn losing their manager again. Oh, of course, Blackburn, yeah. Apple, t- uh, Apple Chick- Chicken on the pitch as Appleton. well. Chicken Plenty. on the pitch. Appleton, Applegate. Appleton. I'm going mad. Appleton. Um, Applegate. Was Appleton <laughs> asked to do a Michael Jackson impression like a uh, Henning Burke, and that's why he left. <laughs> yeah. Classic. <laughs> so oh, many managers with a Blackburn job. Um, oh, Danny Murphy player yeah. manager oh, now you're talking <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking um, League 1 uh, Doncaster Rovers top of the league uh, Doncaster Rovers 1 Portsmouth 1 the Portsmouth steamroller three games in a row they're <laughs> beaten I mean yeah. but to be fair Pompey have thrown the title race wide open by picking up a point away to league leaders Doncaster Rovers you're welcome uh, you're welcome uh, League 1 yeah. so, look, you must be looking at this thinking hmm Another thousand points. We want to stay up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd like to know how many the the, um, the um, 
the uh, FA game with a duck from us. It's not actually three games I'm beating because we lost to Leighton Orient midweek. Oh, sorry. Of so course it's, it's right, three out of four. Right. We, uh, we haven't lost. Yeah, that's still, sorry, sorry, still sorry, decent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Don't patronise me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically playing for pride now, isn't it? I mean, we're yeah. hoping to get this out of the way, get into League Two next season if we can. And then uh, go from there. Don't say it like it's an achievement. Well, it will be because if, if, if yeah, we haven't yeah. come out of administration, by the way, they won't let us into the league. True. Yeah. And it would be an achievement. Uh, you, feel hard, you feel good now. Relegation would be an achievement. Yeah, it would be. That's how yeah. bad it is. Yeah. Hartley pulled it pretty much down as well. The uh, new older manager got a win. Yeah, and Bury, and Bury beat Stevenage, which yeah. is a massive result. So Hartlepool in real trouble as well. What about Notts County though? They're using heat lamps that were seized by police from a local cannabis farm to help grow the grass on their pitch at Meadow Lane. Wow, nice. yeah. amazing! What else can we say about that? That was a, a story from last week. I thought was worth mentioning. Borrow into, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <you> <laughs> like it. Um, oh yeah, a little update on Guernsey. We mentioned them uh, the Our other sponsors. Week. <laughs> 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 Go um, uh, go to Guernsey. Playing in the combined counties Premier Division, they had an absolutely ridiculous fixture list. Haven't they got like fifteen games to play in April? Something? Seventeen. Mm. Seventeen games in one. Seventeen month. games to play. How are they going to do that then? I think I missed this story. Well, well basically, because because they're obviously I was watching Taken with Liam Neeson. Still <laughs> <laughs> on the Channel line, so they have to travel to. Oh, right, yeah, and yeah. I think I think that what they argued was, I think I'm right in saying that instead of playing in the Southern League. Mm. It's actually easier than to play in the Central London League because they can fly straight into London. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. So, and so. they haven't been able to travel as much because of the weather, so they've just got this massive fixture pile. And I think they're still in one of the cups, aren't they? In the FA Vars still or something yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got to so they might be looking for players. Games, just take a month off work. They might be looking for players. We're all free agents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll meet you here. Yeah, yeah come over. <laughs> right, let's go to Scotland. Um, when the League Cup final happened, and uh, and it was, a, it was a brilliant game, a great day out mm. for everybody. Mm. And as I always say... Um, you know, a result in a final is—it it doesn't really matter because um, what matters is you give the fans a good day. You get you get scores of goals, and it's about entertainment. And you know, there was five goals scored. People will go away with that and be very happy. It doesn't matter if St Mirren got three or Hearts got two, or whatever it was. Yeah. The important thing is fans were entertained, um, and it was St Mirren fans. Nice, nice to see Newcastle players lift yeah. a trophy. So, you know. <laughs> that is that is the most horrific way to congratulate St Mirren on their first ever League Cup triumph yeah. I've ever heard. Well, they were—I mean, they were a part. Of the spectacle that was the, uh, <laughs> the 2013 I, I and think, Scottish League Cup final. I, I, I think I read all the players were on the source with the fans afterwards. Did they? Yeah. There's a few photos on the internet. Well, their, their nickname is the Buddies, there so they've moved up to that. <laughs> the buddies, they? I never heard that. That's brilliant. Yeah. So well done, St Mirren and, and Hearts as well for, for providing some some great entertainment. No it was a great game. No BT was done. <laughs> there was no one doing the BT this time. Uh, yeah, so no. Just, uh, speaking of uh, fans mingling with uh, football teams, the Barnet the Barnet coach um, rescued some stranded. Um, yeah, the fans. No, it was the the actual coach well, but Edgar David <laughs> Edgar David ordered yeah. it so Edgar David's made it worked anyway well, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they saw them on the motorway didn't they then drove past stopped at the nearest service station went back to pick them up um, so they could just be in the wall while they were waiting to get they took them to the, the service station yeah it's it's great. Great. Oh, yeah. I love that the guy, guy I work with um, actually said that because you remember we talked about David's plan for Barnet yes. mm. and we said that he signed from a Sunday league team because yeah. remember he said oh fuck this I'm Edgar David's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the guy at my work maintains that it was his really good mate's Sunday league team and, and he literally just walked there in the, in the change room one day and Edgar David was just sat there oh my it was just the craziest thing you're dropped am I getting my date where do you play I was hoping <laughs> he was going to say that he was a central midfield player oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> any chance of a five across the middle <laughs> yeah, yeah. can I have ten minutes at the end he's old he's old <laughs> yeah back to Scotland <laughs> because in the SPL there was another Dundee derby 
Um, and uh, Dundee United drew uh, one all with Dundee but that's not the big news Dundee Scotland Um, apart from the League Cup final is that Craig Brown has said he'll retire at the end of the season no he'll he'll have a seat on the board at Aberdeen in a non-executive director role earned it yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, free uh, vending machine privileges And uh, Do I one, get my own parking space? Up to one and a half pints of mild <laughs> a game. Yeah. Um, Archie Knox is going to leave the club. Oh. Yeah, he's he's not done. Always uh, bull like that. Yeah, not they asked they ask Archie to be fancy. Anyway, he's shut up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> where's, where's Walter? Yeah, you're talking <laughs> shite again. <laughs> no, no, Archie, there's no need for that. <laughs> Good cop, bad cop, isn't it? Yeah. Um, when he and Archie took over at Aberdeen they were bottom they did steer them to a ninth place finish um, and they secured a ninth place finish uh, the following season showing that they could provide um, some consistency do the voice um, but he said you know I feel confident in what I've done here um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't feel embarrassed You've in any way um, I think it's been an exceptionally productive period for Aberdeen <laughs> exceptionally yeah yeah <laughs> um, and he goes on to, to tell me, no, read, the, read the stat because he's pulled this out the fire. <laughs> he's been going through the papers trying to yeah. find the stat here, and he's come up with this. We had the most away wins in the last calendar year for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. We were criticised for not scoring enough goals, but no one mentions we had the second best defensive record in the SPL. Because it's less fun. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing result. So, yeah, Craig Brown's retiring at the end of the season. So, um, His fingers crossed he can get a nothing, nothing result before the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, no doubt he will. <laughs> yeah. um, and no guessing for who's going to be the uh, season closer in the Dean with Nazwell Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Archie Knox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, uh, let's go to Serie A. Where things have been happening, uh, Milan beat Palermo two 0 Balotelli um, with a brace, but um, also coming out of um, Team Milan, and Kevin Prince Boateng has been invited by Sepp Blatter to FIFA's headquarters in Zurich to discuss ways in which racism can be fought in football. Just fucking such find the club, Sepp, <laughs> you tits. It's such an annoying PR stunt. Boateng, you know, because because Boateng hates being racially abused, yeah. he's now some sort of spokesman about it. I yeah. like it how Sepp's going to go. Okay, come in, come in. So you you didn't like it. When <laughs> <those> <laughs> so what's yeah. that? What's your problem? So what is yeah. what is the correct terminology? Yeah. Explain yeah. to me why that offended you, and then yeah. we can do something about it. It's basically going to be Brighton going there, a photo with Sepp Blatter with his arm around him, and he's yeah. in the centre of him. Going, Look, I've got a black friend. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's Blatter just going. Sorry, I just I still don't understand what's wrong with coloured. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brighton must have been like. I mean, I could come to your house, but I mean, you just sort it out. It's the yeah. middle of the season. A phone call. Blatter yeah. should go to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, make an effort. A simple email yeah. would be like, "Hi, Seb, um, this isn't good enough." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but the game itself was a decent one. Um, Baratelli was was he's excellent. Had, he's having a great time, mm-hmm. and isn't he? the penalty was ridiculous. He was getting yeah, really shirt yeah, pulled yeah, off his yeah, back yeah. almost. Yeah, the, the, sec- the second goal was really good. I thought because like the keeper palmed yeah. it, t- like a foot, not even a foot off the line, and Baratelli just lamps it. Yeah, as yeah, he yeah, Ian Rush S go he's Johnny on the spot he's rammed it in <laughs> he yeah. took Sorrentino's bushy eyebrows off yeah terrible um, which to be honest did, to be fair Pete did really need to be done did so, need to yeah. be done yeah, yeah. Well, it's easy to forget that you have to trim them yeah, exactly <laughs> 
<laughs> Younger listeners, when you go to a certain age, that will happen. And if you're wearing goalkeeper gloves, it's very difficult. Absolutely. Yeah, very difficult. Um, Roma Bupama 2-0. Francesco Totti scored the second goal of the game, which means he is now the second highest scorer in the history of Serie A. It was a weird free kick as well. He just dived one. over it. Yeah. Out of respect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's on 226, one above Swede Gunnar Nordell. Um, Silvio and Piola is top of the list. He's not going to get to that. No, 274. Did you see the Roma official Twitter account just tweeted the word Totti with an exclamation mark for every goal he scored like a massive spam <laughs> of totty 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 troll they're loving right. it yeah oh and also Andrea Tony the, um, the Roman manager with his cap and his collar he looks a bit like the aforementioned Michael Appleton mm, okay. but an Italian version um, no he's not as big as him did you, who, no. did you he wasn't naked <laughs> <laughs> well, Appleton's not naked you can see his tat <laughs> you, you sent around that um, that back heel uh, oh totty yeah lovely bit of work that mm. was yeah absolutely glorious back heel check that out if you that would have been it. a good enough pass if he had just passed it yeah. Yeah. the fact that he back heeled it to one <laughs> part it's the most incisive back heel yeah. I think I've seen but it was, it was in the air it was a back heel volley and he was almost off balance doing it yeah. Roy, Keane wouldn't, Roy Keane wouldn't have been happy with that was stunning absolutely Prandelli has bloody well refused to rule out totty from playing for Italy again he said, I love this if a month before the World Cup he feels like he does now physically and mentally we are obliged to keep him under consideration it was the same with Di Natale before the Euros even if you didn't believe me <laughs> um, it's the same for uh, Antonio Cassano um, a 36 year old totally hasn't played for the Azuri since 2006 is that if you're a player working hard in the qualification games and all of it, you yeah. might think oh bloody Nora well I think well, well, I don't know but that's part and part of being a footballer isn't it you've got to accept that that, oh, it, it happened around the World Cup didn't it and it was talk of Totti being recalled for the World yeah. Cup and then we did say at the time it was a bit disrespectful but I mean uh, from what I've heard Totti won't do it I mean they, they, it, uh, people have said to me that Prandelli will call him up but behind the scenes Totti won't, won't do it Casano's like no I am busy eating yeah well, and, I think Casano just named his son after Lionel Messi yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, I think I think he's I think he said some amazing quotes as well, which may have been mistranslated, but that's never stopped <laughs> no, us before. Yeah. Uh, he named his son Lionel, I think, or he's, he named his son after Lionel Messi in some way, and he said, um, "As a footballer, I am in love with Lionel Messi." <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so in, so, he's, in a way, he's also named his son after Lionel Richie. Yeah, just yeah. sort of by proxy. Hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lionel Blair. Or second yeah. hand. Yeah. As well. He's not involved. No, he's not involved. No, he's not. No. Oh, he's a great dancer though. Um, we're on international football I think mm. um, England uh, have named their squad for San Marino and, and, and Montenegro Ben Foster's back in mm. and Fraser Forster I think Gary Cahill's now out of both games isn't he yeah. oh he's out of both games is he yeah um, uh, Rio withdrew do you think that's yeah, I think it was because he didn't want to disrupt his fitness program. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, I don't know. I think he, yeah, he didn't feel he was fit enough. Is that? So well, surely, knows, surely more reason. training and possibly a game. <laughs> some, ter- that. some terrible tabloid journalist, I forget who it was. I'm going to say Custis. There's two of them. It's more chance yeah. it was him. Um, <laughs> said <laughs> some outrageous headline like Rio Ferdinand only found out he was part of the England squad when Gary Neville told him. What Gary Neville, England coach? Yeah, <laughs> part of the <laughs> England set- probably telling <laughs> loads yeah. of the players. Yeah. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. Country's oh, for the dogs. Me. Um, and uh, Frank Lampard's discussing his future with with Roy Hodgson after um, reportedly uh, saying that he might go to the LA Galaxy. But Hodgson, I think, wants to keep him in Europe. That would be mm. a huge coup for the MLS. I know. I know he's you know he's thirty four. No, you're so, right. But you think like the way that he's playing at the moment, because yeah. you he could yeah. walk into a lot of teams. The in way Europe. he's playing at the moment is comparable to Francesco Totti, who've just just been talking about. It's mad that Chelsea aren't you know jumping at the chance to extend his contract. It's strange, isn't it? I just I just wonder. Um, I mean, I think we we've heard a while back personally that Lampard 
Riff up really wants to go to the US, didn't we? We mm-hmm. heard that a while back, and so it always he was seemed, there, wasn't he, with Beckham yeah. watching? Well, Beckham played for the England team when he was in, in America for a bit, didn't he? Only for a wee bit, but yeah, I mean. yeah he did. I, I think that um, I don't know. I, I, Lamps's missus would have to get a job out there, wouldn't she? Really? Yeah, she would. Yeah, and will that happen? We don't yeah. know. It That's remains to be seen. Um, so yeah, you got England coming up next, kids. Um, San Marino first. I'm nothing to talk about. I yeah. mean, you know, they're going to Montenegro is a tricky one. Yeah, that'll that, be the that's top. A that's a sending off Neil Don, isn't it? Really, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a, that's a decider for the um, group, really, isn't it? Montenegro, yeah. they're the second best well, team. Po- so. Poland, Poland are playing Ukraine, I yeah. think. So, um, but, uh, England t- yeah, but England are two points behind Montenegro still, aren't they? So yeah, England need wins. They need yeah. bloody wins. I mean, otherwise, Steve otherwise, they Steve Taylor. We're very dangerously staring down the barrel of not being able to get knocked out in the quarterfinal if we don't qualify. Second round now. Yeah, I think we've dropped down. A bit, have we? we? A second yeah. round. Yeah, the rankings right. are going the other way. Yeah, still. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, well, that's what counts. Yeah, what he counts. rankings against Montana, against San Marino. He's going to play. Um, yeah. he's going to play Carrick at centre back or something. That's fine that's against San Marino. Yeah, you get, <laughs> get loads. You get loads time on the ball. It's a good idea. Like, you spray the ball around, can you? Now it's time for Pete's game. It is, yeah. Um, yes, we've missed this. Pete's game this week uh, is uh, one of mine uh, because I forgot to check my emails. Too, and quite it's, frank. <laughs> and it's literally your job, and it's literally yeah. my job. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. There's no dereliction of duty this week. Uh, I've gone for or delegation. <laughs> the Crystal David Mays. Oh, dun 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 dun. dun. A mental round. Mumsy, <laughs> <laughs> will you start the clues, please? Get the, start the clues, please. Get the harmonica out. Yeah, like it. I'm Ed Tudor Paul. That's oh, oh you went through not as good now. He wasn't no, as good as you, the same no. as good. He wasn't, no. no. Um, I started my career at FC Locomotive Leipzig. Stop. Lars Ricken. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Stop. Karl Heinz Riedler. I thought you were going for Lars Ulrich for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Lars Ulrich. Stop. Yeah. Have one, Jim. Lars Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Lars Ulrich, but great no. guest, Jim. Yeah. Uh, I played for Tennis Borussia Berlin. A humorously name. That's a you. great name for yeah, a team, like that. that. Uh, stop. I'll go for Matthias Sammer. No. Stop. Uh, oh, I forget his first name. Uh, Tom. Ton? Oh, Tom. Olaf Ton. Ton. Is it Olaf Ton? Yeah, Tom Finney. It? No. No, it's not. <laughs> Tom Finney. Um, uh, I played six times for East Germany. Ooh. Oh, so I'm a bit older then. Not a communist. Stop. Uh, loads of Matthias. No. <clears throat> he, did. he played for West Germany, and you know that. Oh yeah, good point. What am I talking about? Uh, lung cancer ended my career. Oh, stop! Is it Uwe Rossler? It is Uwe Rossler. Uh, ah, mm. I didn't know that. Good. There you go. Currently managing in League One, scored fifty times for Man City. Oh, yeah. Poor old Uwe. He's all right now, apparently. So oh, yes. all's well that ends well. <laughs> Let's hope his end is far away. Yeah. Mm. Should we have some correspondence? Well, why bloody not? No, yes. I can't hey. think of a reason, old sport. Yeah, everyone loves this bit. Go on. Um, Question of the week across the Twitter and Facebook yes. at Football Ramble and Facebook.com slash Football Ramble. Uh-huh. Um, this week's question of the week, if you three chaps want to prepare an answer for the end, is if you had to defend Callum McManus' challenge to someone, what would you say? Mm. Right. Uh, Blaine Keogh off the bat says, from a distance, the spherical shape of the kneecap can look something like a ball. <laughs> Easy mistake to make. Not as much as a ball. Yeah, no, exactly. Absolutely right. That's my favourite. Already. Matt Roberts <laughs> says, It was a Roy Keane impressions day at the DW. <laughs> <laughs> Everson boys got up in Alan Shearer's grill to come second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ed Pemberton weighs in with a slightly psychedelic 
A scorpion was actually heading towards Hydara's nethers with a mind to give his wang a good stinging. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants a stung wang. No, no, no. That's the last thing you want. Jamie Fury via the Facebook says, take the Daily Mail approach. He was striking a blow for British workers against an influx of foreigners at Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my favourite one, Gareth Millwood. Hydara's leg is not that sort of leg. Michael Maraska says, oh, come on, it was Nita foot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Yeah, here? Some lovely ones. David yeah. Sutherland with a dig. Anyone ready for a dig? Go yeah, on. If it wasn't on TV, practically no one would have seen it because it was a Wigan home game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it was on TV, David. Yeah. Before the watershed. <laughs> um, and then last and by no means least, Jack Harry says From the John Terry school defending the indefensible, Hodara checked his run and I sarcastically put in a leg breaker. <laughs> and, and, and the reason he's in there is because he then went on to tweet and said, Come on here, I've combined two bits of John Terry bash in there, chaps, racism and downright idiocy. If I don't get on the show, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on. We'll carry on. I think I would say, um, Have you met my friend Ryan Shawcross? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's his one. That's his one. Yeah. I'd say there's, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. David Whelan. Yeah. yeah. The Whelan I would say that. Um, that if, if I was if I was um, the manager defending the player, I would say that um, I could see he was really pumped up before the game, and I said, "Look, just go easy on the challenge." But he obviously thought I said, "Go easy on the oh. challenge." <laughs> Could yeah. happen to anyone. Yeah, Pete. Beat no. that, Pete. Uh, well, I was going to go for um, kind of what um, the correspondent got involved with a little bit earlier on. I was saying, well, it, at least it wasn't racist. Yeah, true. It wasn't and that's, racist, and that's the level we're at at football yeah. these days. So, set blasters applauding it. Yeah, yeah. Hope for yeah. It's profile time, Yay. ladies and gentlemen. Come on. And <laughs> who else? We, we've got no option. But It's, it's Craig Brown. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Michael James Owen. Wow. Oh, well done, he's 33. It's, <laughs> it's happened, isn't it? He's, he's decided... Yeah, enough's enough. Enough's yeah. enough. Yeah. At the end of the season for mm. Michael Owen, he's going to retire. Yeah, but it is it is quite nice that people have been remembering his career, which was pretty something. Yeah, yeah. Now it's been you... absolutely tiresome seeing so many people tweet. Oh, yeah, it's been over for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been all day, has it? It's been yeah. all day. Yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got. I mean, I want to. Obviously, we want to celebrate Michael Owen. I'm sure we're going to do that. But just to put it in perspective, I've got five Michael Owen moments. Any, if you just have one of them in your career, you'd be happy. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So give him a little bit of credit. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That, that said, though, if you, if any listeners want to wind back to the Keegan profile, <laughs> it's just to put my um, yeah. horrific performance in this one in context. Mm -hmm. so, okay. Yeah. yeah no okay. worries. Yeah. Okay. Fine, Pete. Um, he was born on the fourteenth of December, nineteen seventy-nine. Just twelve years and a wee bit. Yeah. After the summer of love. Twelve years after. You don't get many after the summer of love. Oh, you do not. Not in this bad boy. One of the finest poachers England has ever produced. Mm. But more than that. Mm. More than that, Jim. Certainly one also, of an excellent racehorse owner. Yeah, mm. that's mm. very true. Mm. Um, uh, when he was uh, just a tiny little chap, he broke many scoring records throughout his, his playing days uh, as a kid and was destined for the big time. I think that was quite evident in his career not even in his career when he was young like, he was just that kid that everyone thought yeah he's going to be brilliant but the great <laughs> thing was he turned out to be yeah, that one. he yeah. was one of those kids that scored ludicrous amount of goals didn't he break Ian Rush's um, record for was it the same club or in the same it league it was like a like hundred goals in 30 yeah, he, games he yeah. beat yeah. it by about 25 goals in a season <laughs> absolutely <laughs> ridiculous he played for England schoolboys um, and bagged 12 goals in 8 games for the under 15s beating Kevin Gallon and Nick Barmby's record <laughs> Um, he scored for England schoolboys a goal against Scotland schoolboys I think at St James's Park 
and it's absolutely incredible. They, I think England just needed to draw to win the the, the league and uh, the, like the round robin tournament mm. they play, whatever it is. Mm. And Scotland obviously needed to win. And Scotland went um, two one ahead. And oh, do you know who scored? Anyone? Any nineties favourites? Do you know what? I actually do know who scored because he was <laughs> uh, the brother of a guy I used to play with. Was it Phil Kerr? His surname was Paul <laughs> Porteous. Okay, um, and uh, he, he scored to put Scotland two one up, and then Owen, whoever it was, talking about this later, said Michael just said, "Give me the ball," yeah, and he ran from the halfway line and did them all. And oh. Like he's, he's Roy the Rover stuff, yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> incredible. Um, he must be like the f- like he was, for me when he first started. He was quicker than any other footballer on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. it was just kind of like, I, I don't know. It was ridiculous. Was, imagine Mars how quick he would have been like at schoolboy level. Like, just doing everyone. It was, it, Not even it, thinking about what his feet's doing. He intend- uh, attended the FA School of Excellence um, at Lillyshaw. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in 1996, he won the FA Youth Cup with Liverpool and signed uh, professional terms with the Reds. He yeah, was in their youth setup. I heard loads of team players were out, sorry, clubs were after him. But didn't the Liverpool? Um, the Liverpool. Loads of players were after him, Luke. Yeah, they were, on yeah. the pitch. Mm. Apparently, Liverpool sort of director of development. I forget what it was actually wrote his parents like a personal letter and said, yeah. you know, we'd really like him here. And apparently, Owen was made up, with it and that's why he signed for it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah. This is a little touch. Nice touch. Yeah. Touches. Like the old Brian Clough. Go around their house. Stay there all night. <laughs> Yeah. Stay overnight, please. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. I'll be your best friend. <laughs> yeah. I'll start drinking. <laughs> if you don't let me. That's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> you can have happy cluffy, or you can have smash shit up cluffy. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard my Frank Sinatra impression? That is really disrespectful. I'm, I'm afraid. I mean, it's, it's, if it's Keegan, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, just wait. <laughs> okay, <right>. Anyway, <laughs> many of the players and coaches That's staff. Fucking rage. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very distinct unique set of skills Marcus Speller you joined in with Keegan last time (laughs) or not last time this is the last time you were here I was the one anyway Michael Owen many of the players and coaching staff um, at Liverpool were were really excited about this teenage prodigy again even when he signed for the club they all knew about him and just said he was Mm. brilliant Mm. absolutely brilliant he got his first taste of uh, first team football away to Wimbledon Now, Liverpool needed a win to stay in the title race and they lost 2-1 at Selhurst Park Owen came on and scored that goal. Now, even though Liverpool fans would have been a bit deflated, obviously, that they um, lost out on another title, I mean, they weren't really going to win it even if they won that game. They got a little um, show of Michael Owen, and, and I think that was a, a kind of a consolation in, in, in admits that, that, a great, that moment. But to see a guy who you thought, blimey, he could kick on and really do something. It's for a us. great example of, of how much, or how, sorry, how much they, the clubs and owners and stuff underestimate how much fans love local players. Yeah. They massively overrun on the transfer market. And if a player comes and they buy in for decent money, or even if they come in for not decent money, fans are much more likely to get impatient with that player. If it's someone that comes through the, the youth system, they get so much but more it's freedom. One of them on the pitch, exactly. They love it. Representative. I don't know why. Over and over again, teams at all levels just work on bringing players in from all over the place when they could just use their own catchment areas. Yeah, well, it's, it all know. depends on the talent available to them, though, doesn't it? I suppose so. But I mean, the reason I bring it up is because obviously Portsmouth are going through the mill at the moment, and they've had so much money go through the club, and they've not really got any sort of academy to speak of, and their catchment area is massive. Mm. I was going to say Liverpool. Yeah. You think how many people love football around that area? Surely they've got a huge catchment area. Mm. And a club like that, always going to. So it's not surprising. Gonna... I mean, I know, I know Liverpool fans didn't really take to Owen the same way they took to Fowler, but I mean, they were obviously excited when he first came through because he's yeah. such a great talent. Mm. But he was, he was just as, as an England fan as, as well, though. He was an incredibly exciting player. And he looked so young as well, which yeah, made me think, wow, this is amazing. He's yeah. like a wonder kid. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like a kid from your school. Yeah. 
Um, and it became, became more and more evident that Owen was um, going to develop into a quality player. In his first full season at Liverpool, he pretty much replaced Robbie Fowler, didn't he, as a number one striker, mm-hmm. elbowed him out of the team a bit. Um, made his debut for England under-21s that same season. Only made one appearance in which he scored in, as he moved up to the senior side very quickly. Did he got like 18 league goals in the season that he was like 18 or 19, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He just hit the ground right twice in a row. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, uh, he, he finished joint top scorer in the league with Dion Dublin and Chris Sutton. Yeah, like, and he was voted eight, PFA Young Player of the Year. Came yeah. third in PFA Player of the Year. 23 yeah. goals in his first season at mm-hmm. Liverpool. He never got 20 league goals in a season. No, yeah. he didn't. That's right. Um, and uh, he scored... He, sorry, he, his first cap for England came against Chile uh, at the age of 18 years and 58 days, and he was the youngest England player of last century. I remember that game. Was that the game at Salas and Zamorano sort of pulled England around? I think that might and have been beat him at Wembley. 2-0, was it? Yeah. Salas scored 2 goals. I think he might have. Yeah, might yeah. have been that one. Um, yeah, slightly overshadowed. But a few days later, he scored his first hat-trick in, in England's top flight away at Sheffield Wednesday. So um, that summer, it was 1998, and it was, uh, it was England going to France to participate in the World Cup. And England had a great strike partnership going into that World Cup. That, that, you can't underestimate that. Shearer and Sheringham were superb. The SAS. Yeah. 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 Um, they were great in Euro 96 and in the qualification to the World Cup, they, they were superb. So Owen started the tournament um, as a substitute, obviously, on the bench. And he was one of those genuine players that, that um, we hoped Theo Walcott might be in 2006. Yeah. And, yeah. and to really a degree, Wayne Rooney as well. Yeah. Well, Wayne Rooney sort of was, wasn't he? Yeah. That I, think, well, I think Owen even more so, though. No, Owen more so, because he was on the bench. Yeah. And everyone was looking at him going... Yeah, because he scored <laughs> in a friendly leading up to the tournament. He scored against Morocco, didn't he, in a friendly... Mm-hmm. And then, and then he was chucked in there. Yeah, I think the difference is that we all wanted Owen to do something special, and then he pretty much immediately did. Yeah, so just yeah. In hindsight, we can all say this. Like, oh, we all wanted this, didn't we? But yeah. like, you know, every, for every one of him, there's like you know a million other footballers yeah. <laughs> yeah. of his age. Mm. But he came off the bench against Romania. Scored, didn't I he? I think he scored. I think he came off the bench against Tunisia in the first game briefly. But of course, it was against Romania. England were one 0 down, and just weren't getting the breakthrough. And Owen came on and it just changed everything. I mean, it was such excitement. I don't think a player coming on for England in recent years has had such an impact. One in, of the in most the explosive performances in, yeah. in that tournament. He, just, he, he hit the post as well, didn't he? Well, he, England won down and he came on and got the equaliser. It was just glorious. I mean, it was mm. like he'd won the game. Yeah. The way And suddenly the belief that went around that England team and the fans. Because he was which an unknown quantity. Which they were us to lose 2-1. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he was an unknown, unknown quantity against opposition as well, which exactly. is a really exciting thing. Yeah, which is, a, which is kind of a rarity nowadays in the, in the World Cup, unless it's one of the, the kind of lesser known teams. But even then, you're going to have so many researchers at the Exactly, so many, exactly, so much footage. Exactly. But I mean, even even when uh, Dan Petrescu got the winner, Owen still went up the other end and hit the post. You know, yeah, it, it was yeah. still agonising. He started against Colombia. Now he broke up that partnership, Shearer and Sheringham, mm. and uh, Hoddle thought, "I've got to put him in." Um, didn't score against Colombia. And then uh, England played Argentina in the second round. And my goodness, what an impact! It was about three goals in the first fifteen minutes. Wasn't there it? was his one was in the fifteenth or sixteenth minute or something. Yeah, I mean, mm. he, he he obviously went down and, and got England a penalty. I mean, was it a dive? Was it? Yes, it was a dive. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and then that's scored. what was most you know he's most remembered for in that game. No, which is why I don't acknowledge his goal, Jim. <laughs> Not acceptable. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was. You know, you could argue that um, who was it? Who was it? That went was it Pochettino? The, might even be Pochettino. Who went down for the, the Argentina penalty? Oh, was it Simeone? Or not sure. Or not sure. Whoever it was, 
that was a bit of a leave your leg in kind yeah. of job simulation but yeah. anyway <laughs> we don't like any diving or anything oh, but you've he, done him there Jim but he was he was running the Argentinian defence all over the shop and scored one of the best goals England has, individual goals England have ever scored at a major tournament the best pasta scores yeah <laughs> goals was ready there he yeah, was ready so scores had more of a sight of that goal than he did he'd have been there getting sunburned all day it's <laughs> <laughs> the least Owen could have done I think it was outrageous when Owen scored that goal everyone was watching it going an Englishman <laughs> yeah you know yeah, it, was yeah. a, it was absolutely outrageous it's that final it? drop of the shoulder that takes him wide and then just, yeah. he just everyone was got the whole skulls that's coming in decides yeah. to just drop off and watch and yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah. Well, he, go, he goes past. He goes past. It's, the reason it's a great goal as well is because he goes past. He goes past Shamo, yeah. who's wearing number three. He sidesteps Ayala, who was some player there. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. He was wearing number two, mm. and they clicked it past Roa, who's wearing number one. So it's like a three-two-one goal. Yeah. Yeah. Countdown <laughs> to a goal in your face, Argentina. <laughs> yes, you will beat us on penalties, but we're having this. <laughs> it's a lovely goal, and, and the, the other thing I, I, I can remember from the game. It's just a build-up of expectation for the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. Quite stifling heat, it was a warm day, and, and, and the pressure was unbearable. And for someone that young yeah. to just play... I mean, let's be honest, I mean, I'm not exaggerating to say, if we all went down Regis Park on a Sunday like we sometimes do, and someone scored a goal like that, you'd be like, wow, great yeah, goal, yeah. you know. To do it in that occasion, at that age, in that sort of pressure, is amazing, and it should never be understated. There's a lot of revisionism that goes on about that goal. I've seen people who've gone back and looked at it and said, oh, it's, you know, is, is it really that much to shout about? Yes, it is. It's a brilliant yeah. goal, mm. and he should be given an immense amount of credit for it. Great finish as well. Oh, yeah. superb! But but also though that um, that type of game, that type of, of of England performance and all. Okay, England went out on penalties, glorious failure again. You just don't really get that anymore. Two thousand and ten, two thousand and six. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It used to be that you. I mean, so much happened in that game. It feels like about nine different games at once. It yeah. just had, it, there was so much drama in it, and it used to be, yeah, we sort of would go out and we'd make the excuse, so at least we fought and we really, really made it a battle. But we, we did back then. We just don't do it now. No, and it's, I know. It's, um, <laughs> it was. It was. Incredibly, I almost missed that glorious failure. Yeah, yeah. it was incredibly exciting. I remember exactly where I was. I was, at church, I was in Churchill's on uh, Park Road in Hartlepool, and mm. it was, was a really warm. Day and we all took the day off. Um, well, they yeah. off college and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I watched at the pub. It. I watched at the pub in, in my hometown. Yeah, it was great. Great atmosphere. It was brilliant. Oh yeah. Um, England, of course, went out um, uh, as we said. Um, then uh, Michael Owen returned to Liverpool and, and, and started tearing up the Premier League. Did you remember the, like the first okay. few games of that season? He was applauded by opposition fans when he yeah. came up. Oh yeah, he yeah. Like, he was like he was loved by like a lot of people at that point. Yeah, absolutely. But because I mean, well, if you look at it for all of us. He has given us one of our most precious football memories <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. Very few things are ever going to top that. That's right. And and uh, I, one of um, I'd imagine uh, my favourite memories, or a lot of people's favourite memories of, of Michael Owen, was the hat trick away at Newcastle, straight off, off the bat of the World Cup. And he came back to Liverpool and was that player. And, mm. and that hat trick he scored. In, in the first half I mean the, the, the first one second one and then when the third one went in he, he roasted a couple of the defenders or well, got slightly lucky with the bounce glorious finish and you just thought my goodness we've got a world beat this guy is a, is a superstar he, yeah, can, he can take on anybody mm. it was incredible absolutely incredible he looked unbelievable um, and he finished um, winning the golden boot again um, in 98-99 in and he's only one of five Premier League players who have won more than one Premier League golden boot award uh, Shearer, Hasselbank, Henri and Drogba was he European Fine company. Year once, was he? 2001, yeah, a mate. Couple of years later, yeah. Couple yeah. Years later, yeah. Um, and also, at the end of um, that season, he got a bit of a hamstring injury in April. So I don't believe it. 
and it was a that, sign of that man was too fast for his own hands. Yeah, a chilling portent of what was to come. <laughs> no, that yeah. is genuinely the case, though. <laughs> Obviously, he was you know just zipping up and down so much when he was younger. He must have just done himself some long term yeah. damage. I can I can remember um, I spoke to to an ex pro about it, and they said to me that when you're that age you don't want to not play you never want yeah, to not play yeah of course so it's easy to say that he was mismanaged as a young player but for all you know the coaching staff could have been saying we don't want you to play and he could have been so insistent that he wanted to play yeah. and they're under so much pressure for his goals that he just carried on yeah, playing and, and playing the and hype playing. around him as well the buzz around him would have made it you know you can't leave him out you know mm. So it's difficult because he was obviously had a lot of growing to do because people yeah. grow at different ages, and and and, and I think mm. the only criticism you could level at him is that he didn't really adapt his game. I mean, arguably he, he didn't, did to a degree. He didn't get a chance to be made because he was out for so long and so often. But he, I don't think he did anywhere near. I mean, if you look at, I'm not saying he's a better player. That Defoe's a better player than him, but you look at the way Jermaine Defoe's had to adapt his game because of the way the tactics have gone. But Owen's never really done that. I think the poaching side of Owen's game came out a lot more as his pace went. He bulked up a lot, and you know, but he, he wasn't he, scoring as many goals as, as he, he was. He, well, his ratio was still pretty good. Mm. But um, we'll come on to his time at Madrid, and that'll you know be borne out. But yeah. sorry, Pete, he was, was always like one in two until he you know until he left Madrid, wasn't it? But like I think everyone sort of thought that everyone sort of said for some reason that he was always going to move into midfield. Mm. Like a couple of his a couple of his uh, old managers sort of said, you know, he'll get to about thirty, and then we'll. Think yeah, Keegan playing like a number well, ten we'll, role. We'll move on to that. We've yeah, got a lot to talk about before then, and you know. He had that hamstring injury at the end of that season, then in the next season got a few, and that's, like we were saying, all the injuries started to come. And He went to the Euros, though, in 2000, scored against um, Romania, I think it was. Um, England didn't have a good tournament, and um, they were out in the first round. Much better year in 2001, though. He won the European Player of the Year, which was the old Ballon d'Or, before they um, merged it. And he's the last Englishman to have won that award mm. as well. 2000-2001 uh, season, uh, he won three trophies at Liverpool, League Cup, uh, and uh, UEFA Cup when they clinched uh, the, the win against Alvarez in no Alaves Alaves sorry in, uh, was it 5-4 5-4 four 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 in yeah. the final yeah crazy um, game that yeah indeed uh, one of Owen's finest moments in that tournament was scoring a double away at Roma in the quarters it was lovely scenes um, and his best double that year was saved for the FA Cup final Jim against Arsenal well, he, he won mm. that Cup Arsenal they really, really did. Arsenal, Arsenal thought they had that one, didn't they? Arsenal yeah, were 1 0 up and were, Yeah, they were. And wasn't there an on show iron ball as well, which should have been given that wasn't given? Oh, possibly. Yeah, and, and then and then um, the, the first goal, he just, it was a poacher's goal, wasn't it? And the second mm. goal, Berger played that nice ball over the Two top. Two goals in six minutes? Or yeah, he rinsed like him, yeah, absolutely rinsed minutes. him. Yeah, yeah out muscled uh, Lee Dixon and out foxed David Seaman. And Tony Adams, went past Tony Adams as well. Yeah, it was a lovely Not goal. Not easy. And then a few months later, in Germany, England beat. Germany 5-1 Oh god that, Michael, I remember that night Michael so well Michael Owen scored a hat-trick in a game for England away at Germany yeah. during a World Cup qualifier Ridiculous seasons <laughs> And England about the last laugh yeah, <laughs> but in, in the celebration of the fifth goal which was Emil Heskey's I believe yeah, I yeah. remember a mate of mine going oh my god go on score if you want Germany we've got five nice bit of was your mate Jonathan Pierce yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was hanging around with kids like it was weird yeah. <laughs> great stuff wasn't it? Just, it was a weak Germany team it was but it you was 5-1 you can say all you want and and there are a few little valid points in there yeah. but he scored a hat-trick who was it who said it never heard of Stephen Gerrard was that that game. Oh, was that not was it not Effenberg? Who said I that? think that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably would be Effenberg. Yeah, that yeah. that was a great occasion because it, Germany went one 0 up very early on, and everyone just thought, oh, no. and England really needed a win in that game. A draw yeah. would have would have been a much better result for Germany. The way it was, it just kept on happening. It's yeah, really so good. It's like watching like five car crashes, but, we, but good car crashes yeah, go 
fuck it just keeps happening yeah. <laughs> well England England's equalised through Owen and, and it was there was an air of it's on yeah. Yeah. and then Gerard scored a beauty mm. just before half time and celebrated and everyone was just like this is, <laughs> this is gonna bloody happen yeah, I can remember Owen's hat trick or he didn't even really celebrate it yeah. he was just yeah. like yeah that's the hat trick yeah. yeah. At this point, he's accepted this is a dream. And yeah. He's just getting on with it. Well, I was thought it was because he used to play for Germany. He didn't want to celebrate against him. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> the great chart of 5 1 even Esky score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um. Uh, we don't care about your World Cup wins. Yeah. <laughs> we don't <laughs> care if you're in a much better situation now and have yeah. been for years and will yeah. be for years. We, at least we had a moment. <laughs> um, and. Uh, du- but during that World Cup qualification campaign for, for 2002. England did lean on Owen and Beckham a lot with the, oh, two, with God, the two no, of them. For a long time, they just did everything for England. Yeah, I, Owen was top scorer in the group, and Beckham got a few as well, I think. But for, you know, crucial contributions and obviously important goals. Those two were so vital for England, um, and they went to Japan and South Korea 2002. With, you know, under under Svenigans, mm-hmm. and uh, Owen scored against Denmark and Brazil in that tournament. When England went out in the quarterfinal stage, and really. I don't think England will get another chance another great chance no, to win a World Cup of course Cup. they won't no definitely not Brazil down to 10 men and mm. you know Turkey in the semi-final yeah. Germany would have been in the final already beaten them 5-1 yeah exactly he scored sc- against Brazil didn't he he, he uh, did yeah yeah, yeah. The I, most remember, I, remember, I remember it was like 8, shocking eight o'clock in the morning or something 7 o'clock in the morning oh so early on yeah <laughs> terrible mistake from Lucio the, um, terrible way to start your day <laughs> as an Englishman it really was yeah <laughs> the most I think I remember drinking the, the slowest pint I've ever drunk <laughs> from like 6.45 I still had it after the game because <laughs> I just didn't want it. Yeah, um, yeah. but I can remember um, being the most annoyed I've been with Spen. Just from yeah. Yeah. so England couldn't keep hold of the ball. Had no ideas. They, they were scared. He didn't give him any sort of uh, guidance at all, in my view. And, yeah. uh, and that was that was really disappointing. Yeah, fucking semen. <laughs> yeah, and semen. Yeah. He cried. Had a little cry, didn't he? Yeah. Danny Mills. Yeah. Danny England's Mills. rose. Danny Mills got Ronaldinho sent off. Good lad. <laughs> <laughs> England's Danny's rose. rose. And that's why he'll be Sir Danny Mills. Uh, but back, uh, back in England, it was the 2002 2003 season started. Um, uh, not while the World Cup was going on. That would be ludicrous. Um, and uh, Owen, he scored in the final of the League Cup when Liverpool beat Manchester United 2 0. He scored his 100th Premier League goal that season as well. Um, and uh, then the following season he suffered an ankle injury which kept him out for months and the injuries really came on um, mm. quite thick and fast there he did manage to come back and score a few goals taking his tally to 150 for Liverpool but it would be his last proper season for the club before joining Real Madrid and I think at Liverpool every season um, full season he was their um, top goal scorer until uh, he left the realm for Real Madrid yeah I think as well there seemed to be a lot of reluctance to leave on Owen's part I don't know if I'm sort of misremembering this but it seemed like Benitez came in and just wasn't just wasn't interested yeah there was a bit of confusion I think I can remember later on Liverpool fans saying where were you in Istanbul yeah Owen? and he was on yeah. Real Madrid yeah, yeah. well yeah I mean, it was quite weird how they won the, the Champions League when Owen left mm. yeah, yeah. Um, Owen played at the Euros in Portugal 2004 he only got one goal against oh, the Hoats that's one of the most underrated goals I've ever seen it's a lovely but one people rarely mention it it was this incredible like swivelled karate kick like yeah. really early on and it was one of those kind of worrying goals as well because it was so early you yeah, think, oh here yeah. we go there's plenty of time for us to yeah. balls this Shira, up now Euro 96 71 yeah, we've seen this before <laughs> yeah. and so it proved um, yeah but he became the only England player to have scored in four major tournaments 
when he scored that goal. Not bad. Mm, not bad at all. Um, and then he went to Madrid. And he played for one um, year at Madrid. Took him a while to get going. But it was well. trying to budge Raul and Ronaldo from their starting positions um, mm. up front. It was always going to be a tall order. The goal in the Classico was a beauty. Yeah. When, when Real Madrid just went Classic mad. Going. They, they went mad and just played like four strikers. Yeah. And um, Owen picked up a David Beckham boy over the top. David Beckham and to Owen for Real Madrid. And the finish, he just smashed it through Valdez. He yeah. hit it so hard that Valdez couldn't even react. Was it Valdez in goal? Yeah, Valdez. I think it might have been one of his first seasons, okay. but it was definitely Valdez. We, we, we always like a, an Englishman who goes to Spain or, yeah. or France or something. Of course. Got like was McManaman there at the time too? I think he would have been. Just about who knows? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe but um, yeah, I mean, he's in okay at Madrid. Obviously, I'm sure people are aware that he finished the season with something like the best minutes to goals ratio in the league. Yeah, um, he became a sort of <laughs> a, a bit of a favourite though because the fans were ch- regularly chanting for him. Because well, they too eventually, were aware of that. he didn't start too well, but he but he he got going. He scored the only goal in a, in a win against Dynamo Kiev in the Champions yeah. League, I think, and and the, the goal against. Um, Barcelona the Classico and he, he just looked likely to score I think that Raul wasn't playing that well yeah. at the time I think he actually had more goals than starts overall for Madrid wow so a lot of his appearance very close, no, I, th- I think yeah I think it's slightly more yeah, team, was it in 42 matches was it? something like that yeah. yeah I think it was 15 starts I don't know yeah I but, remember that. But, he did, but he did okay but he uh, unfortunately went at a time when Raul and Ronaldo yeah, yeah. Were, were in their pomp and, and <laughs> up front you know, two you know, of the greatest footballers who ever lived yeah <laughs> hard to usurp yeah, but uh, but after that year he came back to England signing for Newcastle United. Sixteen point eight mil, Pete. So, oh, Pete, do you remember? Were you excited about that at the time? Were you yeah, well, yeah were you one of the twenty thousand that went to see him? For <laughs> a million pound for every hamstring strain. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a man who. It just you know it, it was always a, it was always a player with a quiet arrogance, a quiet ego. Do you think? Yes, of course he was. Of course he was. <laughs> he was one of the most arrogant players you've ever, you're, you're ever likely to come. When he's not, but when you when you when you get such, when you, you know, say that though, a lot of people say that they they, they really like him and enjoy yeah, working with him. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, but he's, it seems a good sort to me. Who who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're never going to admit in his him. first season. He generally scored when he played. I remember he, yeah, he, he didn't he, play he, that he, much. Again, again, he, again, he just couldn't stay fit. And in more than more than that, he sort of he sort of has this kind of like weird kind of opinion about his time at Newcastle. But all I remember of him at Newcastle is he just spent all of his time wanting to play for England. He'd yeah, rather play yeah. for England than Newcastle, which you know, <clears throat> fair those when you know you you, mm. you want to break records as, as an England footballer, but. You know, if you're not if you're not putting in performances for you for your, um, I think Newcastle kind of was the beginning of the end for. Oh, it was like oh, he was playing for England, but it was on loan at Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, or just training yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah, doing the odd match. I mean, he got injured straight away after signing for them. Um, at yeah. that unveiling, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> stubbed his toe quite badly <laughs> on one of the steps. <laughs> he got a hat trick away at West Ham. He I think he's even off. a person. Let's, let's skip over the Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sven gambled on him, took him to the World Cup in Germany, um, which would end in disaster for Owen. He yeah. um, damaged his cruciate needle ligament. Mm. Um, no yeah, I remember that. Noel Randy just collapsed on the pitch. Yeah, against Sweden. Actually, two minutes remember in. his face just sort of going because he was still <laughs> Newcastle's out. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah. <laughs> Seen the big picture there, Pete. Yes, yeah. 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 Oh, he did. Yeah. He did score a double for England against Argentina in a pre-World Cup friendly in Geneva. Geneva. Yeah. That amazing game. Yeah, that yeah felt I remember like, that. A, like a World Cup game. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Best friend I've ever seen. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> it was a scourge of Argentina. Yeah. In 2002, he had a little treaty. If he was from any other country, that would be his nickname as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Owen-y is probably what we call him. <laughs> not really the scourge, because they've done all right. I mean, they, they, they went through against us in 98. Uh, not in 2002. Nah, true. Fair enough. Um, anyway, by the, by the time the 06 07 season was finished, Owen had barely played for Newcastle, and, and, and you know, fans were getting a little unsympathetic towards him. 
Um, he did score an England duty around this time uh, against Estonia, breaking Gary Lineker's record for the most competitive goal scored for England. Mm. Which is a, a, a record he yeah, still holds. Yeah, mm. um, and in 2007 he scored goals against Israel and Russia at home. The latter uh, would be his last goals for England, taking him to the 40 mark. And he finished up with 89 international caps and 40 goals. It looked absolutely nailed on for yeah. a long time that he would become England's all-time top scorer. Yeah, yeah it was agreed. almost you just assumed he would. Agreed. And I think he assumed he would as well. And yeah. That's why he's so disappointed about it. Mm. Um, and you said earlier, um, I think it was you, uh, Pete, under Kevin Keegan, as his mensch, um, he did play Owen in a more attacking midfield. That role. was me, I said that. Right, yeah, for Doesn't Newcastle. Matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter, mate. Which kind of, it worked a couple of, it wasn't um, a dreadful idea. Owen did okay in that role, but unfortunately just couldn't stay fit, really, mm. for, for Newcastle. Um, and then the summer of 2009, Alex Ferguson quite amazingly signed in for Manchester United. That was mental. Mm. He was, wasn't he off? I don't, I don't think it was mental because he, he was a free. He was a, he was a free. Yeah, he was on his way to. Surprising. Was he not on his way to Hull City? But Ferguson's a big fan of getting mm. experienced players in to help yeah. his young players, isn't he? And it was no no gamblers. And really. he'd always wanted Owen, hadn't he? Even when he was at Newcastle, he wanted to prize him from them. But and I think it was. Yeah. A, oh, was sorry, not at Newcastle, at Liverpool. It was a bit. I think it was a bit of a pay as you play involved as well. So yeah. it wasn't too much of a gamble. I mean, it, I mean, he was he, largely disappointed. Ironically, but that, that stand. Yeah, that standout goal against. City when yeah. Hugh, Mark Hughes was just the most broken man I've ever seen. <laughs> Mark Hughes had already gone mad at Bellamy's equaliser right, yeah. at Old Trafford and was giving it the big lick. <laughs> yeah. And then Owen pops up and scores. And Hugh, you just see the bloke with everything taken out of him. Yeah. He was just like a shell yeah. on the on the sideline. He's didn't he work it out himself. as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't stop. But yeah, yeah. Broke <laughs> both his arms. Didn't he work it out? That it was like a tenth of a second after the, sort of yeah. the, the game should have like ended. That, yeah. like that, yeah. <laughs> well, it was one of his um, highlights. Other highlights, of course, the championship. Champions League hat trick away at Wolfsburg and mm. the goal in the League Cup final win against Aston Villa. Mm. Yeah, he's got a couple of good, good, good decent goals for. Uh, but that that um, yeah. and he got a Premier League winners, you know, medal, which yeah. was great. That goal against City, though, that was just. I mean, Bellamy's goal was the better goal, but the Owen yeah. goal was just so ridiculous. Yeah. I remember just <laughs> what a game and looking at Mark Hughes just being like, my god, <laughs> <laughs> he's at Old Trafford, the game, the, the team yeah, he played yeah, that yeah. for so long, he's given it the licks, yeah. and he's just been absolutely <laughs> done. It was yeah. sickening to see. <laughs> oh dear. Um, uh, yeah, and obviously in the summer last summer 2012 signed for Stoke City scored fairly recently against Swansea to take him up to the 150 Premier League goals tally which is which is nice I think it's good that he got there and he's joined 7th on the list of the all time Premier League top goal scorers um, at the same place with Celeste uh, Ferdinand Celeste are you fancying maybe get one or two more before the season finishes Possibly. perhaps Knock him just so. above. Let's yeah. get the third <laughs> round. Yeah. But both Newcastle legends, rude. I think, in the group. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, he announced his retirement at the end of the season um, this week. Um, I, I'm going to end with a couple of quotes. Firstly, from Sven. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well. He said, first of all, he's a fantastic man and professional. You never had any problems with Michael Owen on the pitch or off the pitch. He's always very professional in every way. And you knew if you had him in your team, he's a danger and can score the winning goal. That's a fair point. Yeah. Well, there's still mental tabloid hacks now saying, get him in, get him in the <laughs> yeah, squad, yeah, he yeah. good for a goal. Yeah. Hasn't played for him for five years. The only problem with Michael Owen was his injuries. He's been unlucky because he couldn't work as hard as he wanted and missed too many games. That's a pity for him, a pity for England, and a pity for the clubs he played for, and a pity for football. Hmm. And it was, I think it was. But Owen, he gave a nice statement on the, on his uh, website recently. Yeah, I saw that. It was good. And I think he, you know, he said now he's, he feels it's the right time to bring his career down. He said, I've been very fortunate in that um, my career has taken me on a journey. That, uh, like many young players, started out I could have only dreamt of, and it's true. You know, when when you read back about his, um, you know, childhood playing days, and then and becoming um, a Liverpool player, he he, I suppose he, I mean, he did fulfil that. I think we wanted him to go on, and you know, maybe even win a tournament. Dare I say, with yeah. England, 
and uh, and, uh, and Liverpool fans would have wanted him to win a Premier League winners medal with them. So in one he sense, made that look possible as well. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And uh, was he in the was he in the uh, Le Tournoi, um squad? <laughs> Um, really I can remember Shearer and Ian Wright and Sheringham. I'm no, not sure if he was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it wouldn't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But you know, what a career, and uh, and it's great to remember some of the moments because he was a fantastic player for England, for Liverpool, and for Newcastle United. As well. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Stoke. Michael Owen comes into the team with that Hall of Fame. <laughs> slow clap there yeah. well that's it kids um, the podcast is finished for another week if you want to get in touch the email address is show at com. the twitter is at footballramble and the uh, website is thefootballramble.com um, that's it mm. say goodbye Jim goodbye say goodbye Pete goodbye say goodbye Luke goodbye and it's goodbye from me my beauties <laughs>